Welcome to I Got Gas, a podcast about a millennial and her grandpa. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ernest. We come from the same roots, but our family tree is big and loud. No matter what the generation, we always have a great time with laughs, tears, and amazing conversations. Now we're going to share some of those conversations with you. That's right. Being born in Memphis, Tennessee during the 1950s is a whole different world than being born in the 1990s. One thing that's the same is our love for travel, food, and family peace. Welcome back. I got gas. We took a little break last week, Grandpa. Yeah, much needed. Much needed break, yeah. Um, Yeah. You've got a lot going on over there today, this week. Yeah, you know. They keep me uh, busy. They keep me young. Yes. um, That's what they tell me anyway. Yeah, you don't have really an option to be old in that house. Um, Sure don't. Between the birthday parties and the the big good trips that you're taking this week and spring break, yeah, yeah, um, you're in for an adventure. I hope you bring me a souvenir. A snow globe. A snow globe. Major probably wants a snow globe. That's what she collects. Snow globes. She's got quite the collection of snow globes. Does she? Uh huh. Um, where are you going? Next time I go over there, if I remember. I will look at them. Hmm? Where are you going? Williamsburg. Williamsburg, Virginia. We went. We we went like almost. Ooh, what I was about to say ten years ago it was probably like fifteen twenty. <laughs> yeah, maybe fifteen. Yeah, Maja, she was alive. Maja was. I think it was me and Maja, and possibly Autumn. I don't think there been. were any other kids yet. Yeah, I was. Six or seven. I don't think Joy and Aria were around yet. Yeah, I think it was just them three. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it was Dylan with us. I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. Um, so I'm glad that you're going to be able to go back. I, um, I, I can't wait to see, hear about the new exhibits and the new things that you guys are going to see. Well, hopefully, hopefully. It, you know, it doesn't all stay the same. I know um, we, we didn't get a chance to go to the uh, amusement parks, but we did go do a little sightseeing and different like the Arlington Cemetery and um, Washington's um, residence, George yeah. Washington residence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Checked out his plant. I know I've been to Bush Gardens and like the water park was like Water USA or something. I've gone separately, like for like group trips and stuff. Um, so it's really fun. Yeah. They have a really like the Bush Gardens. I think it's Bush Gardens Europe. Is in Williamsburg and Bush Gardens Africa is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but that one, Bush Gardens Europe, was really fun. Yeah. You'll like it too, just because they serve like European food and things like that. Oh, well, that'd be great if I can get some Hungarian. Goulash yeah, they got like German foods and things like that. So, um, yeah, and like old candy shops and things like they get some of the, the candies and things imported in. Well, you know, I can't eat candy that much. Yeah, I know. Anyway. I was saying, just in case you want to like, get a little snack bag. Yeah, Germans have what they call candy, but it's not really sweet. Some of it is not sweet. Oh, is it just kind of like with sugar in it? Is that kind of what they think? Yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. a little sugar on it. But it's still good. Grandpa, we're going to do our popcorn segment. All right. So what have you got over there? I got trail mix, chips. And humming. You had a full meal over there. Yeah, almost. I don't have a steak. <laughs> I have got prime rib. <laughs> Watch out. I'm jealous. 
got I've got prime rib in the fridge from leftovers. So I'm gonna yeah. tackle that later on. Oh, that'd be good. Mm, um, so we're in two different places again, yet again. Um, I went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. The grocery store here has no hummus, mm. but they did have chill mix. So I'm gonna join you on the chill mix. All right. And you're just going to have to sit out the hummus. Uh, but I did get another snack. So I did um, get, like, some apples and cheese. So I'll, I'll join you at least in the snacking. Okay. Okay, so let's do the hummus and chip apple and cheese situation. Hummus and cheese. <laughs> I got um, mozzarella cheese, and I've got, looks like maybe, like, red delicious apples or something like that. Um, ASMR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what do you think about your hummus? Major said that you got a roasted pine nut hummus, which sounds delicious. Yeah, I just got a taste of the pickles. I think it's some pickles in here. A vitamin, I mean, not vitamin, but vinegar. Mm. Maybe. So, does it taste kind of pine nutty, like with the with the chickpea? No, tastes pickle. <laughs> it tastes fermented, like pickled. Fermented. Or like just like the pickling, like that vinegary pickle flavor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hummus does? Well, maybe not exactly the hummus, but I'm I'm getting the hummus with this little stuff in the middle. What is that? I don't know either, but it's 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 Is your it's, chip with a hint of lime? No. No. I have the uh the cup chip. Tostito scoops. The scoops. Oh the scoops. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I remember those came out. Yeah, I do too. I they okay. Ooh. I mean, okay. I eat some hummus by itself. It tastes better. Mm. You can make a hummus sandwich? Yeah. Okay. So I have a chef tip of the day since we're talking about hummus. Mm-hmm. When um, I really like the Mediterranean diet. Have you heard of that? Yeah. So uh, for a short stint when I was in college, I went on the Mediterranean diet. And I really liked it, actually. I could probably go back on it. But anyways, for lunches, I would make pita pizzas, also because they're cheap, right? Right. Um, so I would take uh, a pita round, spread some hummus on it. Okay. Some spinach, some olives, mm. some diced tomato. Okay. Put some feta cheese on it. Hmm. And I would pop it in the oven for like six minutes, and I would make a pita pizza. Sounds interesting. And they were really yeah. delicious and health. They were delicious and healthy. Okay. You don't sound too thrilled about that. Nah, well, <laughs> I can't taste it. You know, in my imagination, I can't envision it. <laughs> okay, so we'll have to. But, I'll have uh, to make you a pita pizza. Okay. I'll have to find a way. To, I'll have to make you with a pita cheese pizza. and pepperoni. No. <laughs> With cheese and pepperoni? <laughs> no. That's regular pizza. <laughs> okay. All right. You can't have you can't have everything. Hmm? Why? Just something. You can't have everything. Just something. Okay. All right. Well, you gotta make healthier it's for healthier decision making, you know? Yeah, well. As long as I eat it in moderation. That's true. Moderation is key. I also don't want to get in trouble. Who? Major? No, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, she's like she's like a state trooper. That's an, under, that's an understatement. She is ready to keep me straight. 
That would be a funny TV show. Like, you know, like the Beyond Scared Straight. Remember that? What? That TV show where they would yell at the kids that were acting bad and send them to jail and like do like a simulation like they were going to jail. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They should do one for older oh, people. So like, no. Yeah, but instead of going to jail, they send you to a hospital. <laughs> well, I guess that'd be better than old folks home. Yeah, like they send you to a hospital and have doctors and nurses scare you straight. Like, do you want to have a colonoscopy? Do you want an amputation? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something mom would be really good at. Yeah. When's that last time you had one? Mm hmm. Are you about (laughs) to? Do you want a transfusion? Do you want to go on dialysis? And then, like, they put you in, like, the dialysis room. <laughs> yeah. And they make you sit there for hours like the people in dialysis do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be really, really smart. Don't you go nowhere. You sit right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm onto something. Stay tuned. Um. Okay, let's try the trail mix. Okay. What, what, what's in your trail mix? Uh, cranberries, raisins, uh, sunflowers. Regular peanuts, almonds, gold raisins, golden raisins, at least. Don't let Major have any of that trail mix, Grandpa. Hmm? Too late. She's allergic to sunflower seeds. Did she? Major, you know better. I didn't eat any. You have to be careful, though, because the oil is still in there. From the- I didn't oh. eat any. Right. She knows better. Because oh, I thought you were- my tongue will swell like a balloon. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she only knows that because she used to eat trail mix and would just take the sunflower seeds out. And she would be like, why does my yeah. throat still funny? And I was like, because you're still eating the, sun, you're eating the trail mix. And she was like, yeah, but I took the sunflower seeds out. Like, Major, but the sunflower seeds have infested the entire bag. Yeah. So she learned the hard way. I'm so glad I'm not allergic to that stuff. <laughs> Me too. Knock on wood. Um, my, my trail mix is called a mountain cluster. Mountain. Okay. It's got peanuts, raisins, M&Ms, almonds, and cashews. Oh, okay. Now you're talking. (laughs) I want almonds. Cashews. Mm Mm-hmm. Pistachio nuts not mm. next time. <laughs> now the one thing about mine I like is that it's it put yeah. in little clusters. Yeah. So you get all of the things in one little bite. Yeah. Yours is what? I gotta say my trail mix is called trail mix. <laughs> it's very generic. I thought we were taking the generic route today. I am taking the generic route the way. Whatever you, it means, whatever you mix and throw in the bag and shake it up, it's a trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I'm sure that's how it started, too. Probably, yeah. I'm sure it did. Because I even remember when uh, I was young, younger, we went uh, on uh, trips or something. Joanne would make, would put, the, you know, nuts and, and raisins and stuff together in a bag. And it zipped like a Ziploc bag. And we just, it was, it was for snacking. Well, there you go, blazing the trail with your snack mix. Blazing the trail. A lot of people did that. Somebody mm-hmm. decided to make some money off of it. <laughs> hmm. Let's get to our Sunny Report. All right. Uh, today we're talking about Handyman. 
handyman. Well, I've been told that you're quite the handyman with DIY and tools and everyone's saying that you used to fix things. And so I wanted to know more about that. Well, I would assume or I would guess I got that from my dad uh, because when we were coming up, um, I don't ever recall him getting anything repaired in the house. <laughs> if something broke, he had a, a screwdriver <laughs> and a hammer, and he went for it. Mainly irons, you know, regular old steam iron. A steam iron would break, and my and he would um, take it apart. And it looked real simple because he would just take it apart and put it back together. And it would work. And I was like, how did he do that? <laughs> so the next time one broke, I looked at it real closely. And what he did was he cleaned off the corrosion around the um, screws that were connected to the wires inside the iron. And that kind of got my creative uh, juices to flow in. So I went around trying to fix everything in the house, <laughs> whether it broke or not. I mean, you know, I was young, so and, and probably bored a lot too. Didn't have any toys, <laughs> very few toys. But um, when I got older, I would try to fix um, uh, what they call those things—hot plates, kitchen, and um, washing machines, washing machine dryers. Any, anything that, you know, blenders, anything that, that was kind of, well, I didn't know they were simple, but when you go into it, you realize how simple it is. Because if you if you have the base engine or, you know, that, that like turns a, like a blender, all you need is the power. So if you check the power source and check the connections inside the blender, it's real easy. You know, just, and most of the time it's just, Cleaning it up. It's like refreshing it. You know? So what you're saying is that if something breaks down in my house, I should send it to you. No. Correct. About time it gets here. <laughs> well, you're tinkering. You're over there in Tinker Town. Well, just give me a call if you're out of town and I'll tell you where it look, right? I will say I'm actually a pretty good tinkerer myself. You probably you I mean you can be. If you if you just have the I like to take things apart. If you have the initiative to just to take it apart and see how it's made, you'd be surprised how easy it is to figure out, you know, what the problem is. Sometimes it's just a screw that came loose inside. You can take you can pick it up and, and shake it and then it'll rattle. You know, and say, Oh, I can go inside here and see what's going on. You got a screw that worked its way out. While I was in the um the manufacturer's warehouse and in the assembly line, it was put together right, correctly, but it wasn't tightened enough. So through during the transportation and during the usage, it comes out. I even discovered that with cars. I do remember you saying that your dad, when you guys got the TV mm -hmm. um, from your mom's former boss, that he just fixed it up. You guys had a TV. Well, <laughs> the TVs back then had tubes. They didn't have transistors. They had tubes, the tubes. I'm not, I, oh, man, I would, you probably never would find one now unless you go to a junkyard somewhere. Yeah, or but, probably a vintage TV place or something like that. Yeah. 
they, but they don't make them anymore. So you know, it's it's they're gonna be scarce. But it's it's like a tube, like like a narrow uh, light bulb. But on the end of it, it would have three prongs or four prongs or five prongs or even six prongs. You know, just little wires, uh, little, little prongs sticking out of the bottom of it. And what they do, they 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 had a circuit board, and all you had to do was stick it in the right hole in the circuit board. I'm glad how you say like all you had to do is this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all you had to do was was take it out if if you had a replacement, take it out and stick it in this in the one in the appropriate one. It's it's like what's the um, squares and circle game. Oh, the, the square hole round peg thing? Yeah, you put it in the right hole, then, it, you know, mm-hmm. you win. Yeah. And so... It sounds like operation to me. Okay. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like if I mess up something, I'm going to get buzzed. Yeah. You can stick it in the wrong one and you you can get your hair blown out. <laughs> Thank God. Well, I never or thought... You can, um, you get a on your fingers or whatever, you know. It was. I'm gonna say it's worth the adventure to go inside and look, because now once you see the inside, you know uh, how it works. It's I guess the same pers- um, thing as the, a doctor learning how to do surgery. You know, not quite that simple, but you know how the organs work together and things like that. You you figure that out. You know. Of course, I'm talking about machinery. I'm not talking about human beings, but I'm just saying the same principle, I think. Regardless, I want to be not a part of neither one of those. So <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that you were able to figure those things out are amazing. Um, and also probably increases the longevity in your equipment and things like that because you can fix it. You well, don't it have does. to wait for someone I mean, else you to know, do it. Hey. It, it, it's certainly better to fix it than to buy another one. Sure. You know, and but, you know, I, I also figured out why there are so many cars in the junkyard, TVs in the TV junkyard and so forth, because people just go in there and get the extra, get the, the old, the parts, look at them and see if they still work. You can use them. Well, yeah, like nowadays we call it like refurbished, you know, like if someone has like an old laptop right. or something like that or it's broken, then they take, mm-hmm. you know, old parts or parts that still work. Take and all put parts it and make a brand new one. Yeah. Take take the take the uh, parts and make a brand new one. Do you remember when I was in high school, how I used to like want to do um, computer engineering? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to like build computers and stuff. Yeah, you were interested in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like you're just um, a- a- adventurous, I guess. That's a good point. A- excited about it. Yeah, I, I-, I was, um, I guess, uh, like I am to a point. Not any, not as much as I used to be. But even when I was telling Shanita about uh, the dog houses I used to make, I had to learn that by watching somebody. And um, after trial and error <laughs> with my hammer, screwdriver, and all that good stuff, I learned how to make a doghouse. Uh, Shanita did mention that um, she had like a, a visor in her car that wasn't working properly. And so she took one of her hair bands and like 
you know, Jerry rigged it up. Do you remember that? Right. Mm -hmm. And she said that she called you about it and then um, told you like what happened. And you were like, wow, I just did the same thing for your grand for your mom. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? What, what was it? A visor inside the car? Yeah, she knew that she had a visor in the car that wouldn't like wouldn't stay up. So she like configured like a jerry rigged like a hair band to like keep it up. And so she called you about it, and you were like, "Oh my god, I just did the same thing." Yeah, As a matter of fact, I did the same thing about uh, six months ago in my car. <laughs> I got one of your your uh, grandmama's uh, hair bands to tie her hair up. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, little bit bigger than a rubber band. Right. They're more, you know, they're more sturdy because they, they got the cloth wrapped around them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, next time you're here, I'll, I'll show it to you. Peace on. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Um, because the clap so kept coming down my face, and I couldn't see where she was going. <laughs> uh, so I know that you used to like help build construction things, you used to like paint things like professionally. Um, how did you get into that? Yeah, my dad. Okay. Uh, my dad um, My dad uh, used to paint houses and I really wasn't interested in it, but right, the closer I got to um, uh, 16, working a uh, working age, then uh, one of his friends needed some help, and he volunteered me to help them paint. And of course, I, was, I don't know how to paint. <laughs> he said, oh, no problem, I'll show you. And so, you know, he showed me a few times after a few mess <laughs> mistakes. You know, I got the hang of it. I even got uh, so good that I could draw a straight line across the wall with my paintbrush, without a ruler, you know? Just a straight line. How many times did you have to paint something to get that good? Maybe about um, somewhere between five and 10 times. Wow. Painting like full houses? Yeah. We, we would paint inside wow. and out. I, I didn't like wow. it so much on the roofs. <laughs> but uh, we got to, to the point that I, um, I started painting factories. We at least we did. I got I got with this company, and we would. Uh, that was you know they had textile is a textile mills, and the textile mills would be seven eight stories high. Wow! From the ceiling, Mm-mm. with nothing, with nothing in between but the textile machines. But Mm-mm. you had to paint the ceiling, of course. And the sides. What do you mean? Why, why, of course? Why do you have to make the ceiling? Uh, it was for dust. To keep the dust oh. out of the machines. Because you're talking about textile. And so the mm-hmm. cloth has to be clean from the part from cotton to cloth. It, the, the environment has to be clean. The, the, way, the way they kept it clean was to keep uh, it painted. So that when it got uh, dusty, you could cover the machine up and just, you know, kind of air blow 
the dust off the walls and the ceiling or brush it with a broom. But um, we had to put what's called a, a, a top holding over the machines so that we wouldn't get nervous or scared. Because mm. it was just natural to look to look down. It's like looking down in a in a Grand Canyon. You know, and and you 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 if you put something across where you don't see the Grand Canyon, it's easier to walk across. Mm. The machine could be a quarter of a mile long. Oh wow. You know. And it it it'd go in one end of the machine white cloth and come out on the other end print some oh, different cool. print yeah that's really cool i, I really enjoy uh watching it uh, my supervisor even had to tell me to get to work because <laughs> 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 no, i was sitting I mean, well that's kind of like something you like to watch because it's so like new and- yeah I, it, I was kind of fascinated by it because it, i it, you know it would go in white and go up and down and around and 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 they come out at the end to be printed cloth. And I'm going like, how do they do that? Because without spilling it, you know? Right. <laughs> it would be in a designated place on on the cloth. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's how they make that's how they make shirts and stuff. <laughs> what are some of your favorite tools you like to use? Oh, you know, they they're standard. Hammers, screwdrivers, pliers. I, that's why I keep them around here because you never know when you might have to re- try to repair something. <laughs> but those are the standard ones. Uh, okay. Saws. I wonder if I, I have I have a pretty standard toolbox. I don't really use much in said toolbox. Right. But I've got a pretty good, pretty good collection of stuff. I've got a a, a Phillips. Right. Wrench. Is it a wrench? So a screwdriver. Wrench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A monkey wrench. Right. Uh, you got, got adjustable wrench. An adjustable wrench. If I knew what it looked like, then I could say yes or no. It has a little uh, turn key on it in the middle. And if you turn it, it gets wider or it gets shorter. Wider or shorter. It's mainly used for... Uh, 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 removing uh, bolts, nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah, I've got that right for sure. Um, yeah, I've got that. Um, what else do I have? I have a hammer, screwdriver. Um, I have a power drill. Okay. Yeah. I like my power drills. I like to, you know, I like to go to IKEA, so I like to build my furniture and stuff from IKEA. And those IKEA right. projects are exhausting. <laughs> so um, I like to get my power drill because you know some I used to sit there and just like screw in one little screw at a time. Um, right, that just takes forever. I could never, I couldn't even do it. I could never. And the, um, you know, power drill cuts your time too. Yeah, like tenfold. And just sitting there, sitting there turning. Yeah, and I didn't realize how easy it was to mount a TV until I saw I paid someone to do it, and then I was like, "This is so easy. I'm going to do this next time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why am I paying yeah, you to mount my yeah. TV? This is so easy. Right. Right. Um, what, do you do any DIY type of stuff? Like, do you make anything or get creative? No, I don't have a whole lot of time to make anything. Just, um, I put a lot of, I just, I, I put it back together. Mm-hmm. When I see it, see it like coming loose, you know, some uh, furniture, you know, uh, dressers, beds. Sometimes you see the 
you're walking around a house and you see a screw laying on the floor and you wonder where it come from. Mm. Well, if, if you look around long enough, you'll see it, that it came out the dresser drawer. Right, uh, you'll find it. And instead of uh, throwing that screw away and then wanting it later, <laughs> give you a good idea how things work. Yeah, I like to... Um... I like to look at things, especially something really cool. I'm like, wow, how did they put that together? Like, right. how did they figure that out? Who made that? You know, uh, I also like to do like DIY stuff. Um, not so much like the craft DIY. I like, so I built um, these floating shelves in my old room. Mm-hmm. And the, the type of floating shelf I wanted, I also wanted it to like be a floating shelf and also have hanging plants underneath. Right. They sold a couple of things like that, but they didn't sell them like in the colors I wanted or the material I wanted. So I was like, okay, well maybe I can find them all the stuff I want individually and then put it together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went to Home Depot and um, I was able to get all the materials and I like put it together and I really made these really cool floating shelves. Right. And it was um, so interesting because I was like asking the workers at Home Depot like for help like okay do you have this like what can I use for this and um you could tell they weren't used to I guess someone like me going in there asking questions about building <laughs> stuff yeah they're kind of yeah. looking at me like what is she up to like you know <laughs> yeah yeah um, if you know so I thought that was really funny but I like doing stuff like that because um even on those tv shows you see like they have those um Build it TV shows like remember um, Trading Spaces, right? You remember that TV show or like um, yeah. what is it uh, America's Makeover Home Edition or something like that? Where they used to remember they used to build those houses from scratch in like two weeks, right? Um, I always thought that was kind of cool. So I mean, it's definitely something needed. Um, yeah, it's a huge, 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 huge industry for sure too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially nowadays, I, I believe it. You know, if they had more people that able to do that stuff, they they, they could reduce the homelessness. Uh, they could build because you don't. Uh, uh, I don't think a homeless person uh, wants a great big old house. They just want you know the the essentials: uh, a bathroom, a living room, kitchen, and a, and a, and a bedroom. Yeah, it's just just to get started, like you know, to get yeah. off your get you yes, know you to your feet and things like that. You ever tried to to repair a car? In what way? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if something breaks down, say like the uh, the alternator. Say the alternator goes okay. out. Okay, what is car. what is an alternator? <laughs> okay, the alternator keeps the battery powered. Because see, when the battery starts the engine, it also starts yes. the alternator. The alternator charges okay. the battery because the battery will run okay, dead. Okay, so that's why you have to keep the car running when your body runs dead. Right, because it's charging your battery. Even if the battery is weak, the alternator sometimes will charge it enough for you to get to a repair shop uh, somewhere mm-hmm. to get a battery. But that I'll just that the alternator. Sense. The alternator, I, I used to think was difficult until somebody showed me that the alternator is held together by two screws. Mm. Just two. 
and you can replace your own alternator. Well, you know, I don't know about now. They make things so difficult now. But it used to be you could just take those two screws out and change out the alternator. And, so, and it's also they had the the belt was attached to the alternator. So you can also change your belt if it was worn out. So you can do two things at once by removing uh, one part of your car. That's a lot of stuff to do. Not really. Now, I think the problem. You don't lot, think so? No. I think what problem a lot of people have is that, that their hands get greasy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can also wash your hands, you know. Yeah, you can, yeah, but a lot of people don't don't think that way. Oh, look at my hands! I don't. It's gonna take me a week to get this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it can't be that bad, right? No, no, but I mean, it's just it, it's it, it's you know something that's simple to do. Mm-hmm. You change. You changed. I can imagine that. You have you ever changed antifreeze in your car? Yes, I can do the, the coolant. I can do. Uh, is antifreeze different than coolant? No, different name. Okay. But the same thing. Okay. So, okay, so yeah, I can do coolant. I can do. I can. I can't change the oil, but I can tell if it needs changing. Right. Um, I can change a tire though. I'm really good at that. <laughs> okay, good. But that's that's mechanical work. Um oh it's not is that not handyman work? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, you'd be, you'd be surprised so, yeah, how many ladies, you'd be surprised how many ladies have asked me to change their tire. And I just tell them. Oh hey, no, I can do that by myself. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many can't. Yeah. Don't even know where to start. But once you show them, they say, oh, that was easy. Yeah. Now, see, you know how to repair Yeah, it's like one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you always keep it. I can build, I can build furniture. I think that's about it. <laughs> but that's a start. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think so. Gotta help you save money. Yeah, it's not too bad. Because <laughs> um, you don't have to call AAA for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's get into joint pain. All right. Did you experience any um, injuries or uh, have any safety rules that you saw constantly get violated? Like, were you ever scared that something was going to hurt well, you? Well, I guess, yeah, some parts of a car. I was afraid to get close to, especially after you um, lifted the hood, say like the um, the fan belt stuff like that. Not the fan belt, but the but the blade. Yeah, the, the fan, actual fan mm-hmm. turning. I think it's so interesting that when I ask you, like, if you were worried about safety, that the first thing you think is a car. But you used to like paint buildings, and like I would be scared of falling off the building. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't do that anymore because you're right. I was scared. I'm scared now because I don't have the same agility. And when you're up high, you definitely got to, you know, move right, put your feet in the right place and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you'll go flying. In Los Angeles, they have like all these people during the holidays that get paid to hang up Christmas decorations on right. Christmas houses. Mm-hmm. 
or in their houses. Yeah. And like, you know, these houses are huge, you know, right. so they've got to get some pretty tall ladders or right. even the people that are like trimming the hedges, you know, these are like 25 plus feet tall mm-hmm. um, bushes and things like that. And they're like, you know, on tall ladders. Right. And I, was like, I could never be up there. Me. I used to um, get in what they call, uh, they call them cherry pickers. Mm-hmm. The little basket, the little basket on a metal arm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've seen it. It looks like a truck, but they but they fold the arm folds and laid out on the back of the truck. And at the end, it's like a fire truck. No, oh, it's not like, like the fire truck thing, but just like its own machine, right? Right. And at the end of it, at the end of it is a basket. Right. That's what you're saying, then. Well, they 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 also use those for hanging up lights. Uh, trimming mm-hmm. trees, trimming trees from around the um, electrical wires. So mm-hmm. if there's an ice storm, it won't break the wires. Hanging Christmas lights. Oh, you're really good at that. I know you don't do it anymore. <laughs> Did you ever have to um, sit on like the skyscrapers? You know those pictures, like those men that'll be sitting on the skyscraper beams and they're like eating their lunch, like you know, forty five stories in the no. air. No, not me. <laughs> not that, not that high. Now I've set it up high, but I'm overly cautious. <laughs> mm. If I set that high, there's gonna be plenty around me to grab. If I start, right, <laughs> I'm not gonna just be there like you see on a lot of these things. Mm. Got a guy sitting there with his lunch beside him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60 stories high. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. <laughs> not I'll say, look, you, no thanks. Uh, no, um, you don't have to fire me. I'll fire myself. So there's there's kind of a thing that I think happens, like, you know, like, this, uh, I, I guess we call it like a hard hat, right? Mm-hmm. Where there, you know, there's a men, the men, you know, you got to fix things right, and right. be a man to fix right. it, and, you know, um, which I think is kind of changing because, you know, I live by myself and I can't, I don't want to just pay someone or like ask someone to come fix things for me all the right. time. Cause what if it's overnight and I break something? Like I want to learn how to make that, That's you right. know? Um, did you ever feel any sort of pressure growing up about like, being manly enough to fix things, you know, like, oh, you're not a man if you don't know how to fix your own car. <laughs> no, I think that the 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 thing most of men make fun of other men about is height. Being afraid of heights. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have some friends afraid one, of heights. One 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 mistake and it could all be over. So that's what I think it is. I don't think they're afraid of heights. I think they're afraid of death. <laughs> well, it might, it might even be there. But, you know, uh, I guess you could say the cause of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just even thinking about when I went to the Home Depot, you know, they were kind of looking at me like, like, what is she doing here? And I was like, it's a store. It's a hardware store. They sell everything in here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, some men are, 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 are threatened by women that do the same thing they do. Mm. Uh, know how to do what they do, mm, sure. Because that's a man thing. I tell them in the hobby, 
Which is so weird because it's just like, if you're just fixing things, like why wouldn't you, wouldn't you want everyone to know how to do it properly? Because mm-hmm. then also it can reduce the risk of misuse too, if people know how to do it properly. Yeah. I don't think that should be like a, a man's thing, you know? No. A lot of people take advantage of that. A lot of men take advantage of that. That, um, you know, they assume that women don't know this or that. And so, you know. They like assume that you don't know what you're doing, right? You know, um, or you don't know the pricing, and you know they like to take advantage of it. And I think it's kind of sad that they do that because um, it builds mistrust for clients, you know. And then, then you end up like you know I ended up having to call you just because I I don't feel comfortable taking the the quotes and things for face value. Ugh. Okay. Let's get to our bubble wrap. All right. Pop it. (laughs) (laughs) So there are some popular brands of tools. And I wanted to know if you used either one of these. Okay. Um, DeWalt, which was founded in 1924. Oh, yeah. I have some. Okay. Um, Craftsman, 1927. I have some. Um, That's old. Would Coleman or John Deere be considered like hardware brands? Uh, I don't know if they sell tools. Like John Deere mostly does with um, uh, farm and yard work, st- uh, um, like lawnmowers and tractors and stuff. Well, it would still be kind of in the handyman stuff, though, right? Like, well, or I guess they're fixing. You would be fixing the lawnmowers. It's is for heavy duty stuff, right? Yeah, not not really something you have around the house, unless you got a a big yard, and you know you want to. Uh, uh, a lot of land you want to dig up, uh, cultivate, and make gardens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, John, John did. I mean, that's not. It's one of the best. Now, they make very good stuff that lasts longer than you live. Sometimes. Oh wow! They make good stuff. I have to give them that. Uh, but um, I wouldn't say have around for handiwork unless you have a big yard, big house that you need handiwork done, you know, cause you can, you can move trees and stuff with John Deere stuff mm, yeah, and, uh, and pull them up and things like that. And you can haul, you know, rocks or whatever, you know, whatever you, you have in your, in your, your yard, you know, I would say if you have uh, more than um, uh, five acres of land, you need a, a John Deere more than you do a, a, a lawnmower right. or or a small tractor. You well, you can also, know. like, you know, like, drive and do different types of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, okay, I'm going to give you some fun facts about DeWalt just because I have them. Okay. It was founded in 1923, Raymond DeWalt. He was the inventor of the radial arm saw. Um, radio, radial arm saw. Never heard of. Go ahead. So it's like the, it's the saw. It's kind of the saw they use that's that's stand that's on the platform. You know that you actually move back and forth, like when they're cutting wood and stuff. Oh, that. Gotcha. That's how they got like that's how they like got their start. Right. They sold the company, and then it got sold again to Black and Decker. Okay. So Black and Decker is its parent company. Oh. Okay. Oh, so one cool thing I saw is that. Um, in 2016, they created an Android smartphone for building industry workers, wow. and it's okay. designed to survive 
an over six foot drop onto concrete and has an operating range between negative four to 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So like, you know, so you people can communicate in those extreme conditions. Uh, so that, yeah, that's kind of tough. That's kind of cool though. But um, yeah, there's like a whole history behind just the, the, the little tools that you use every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have so, some devolved. Yeah. It's the yellow brand. I just remembered the yellow. Right. <laughs> um, are there any are there any cool projects you've seen online or like um, like when people build like those really cool back backyard patio things? Like, does it ever give you inspiration to like redesign something? Uh, I can look at it and like it, but for far as me redesigning it, nah, I really I have too many check and balances to go through. If I if I desire to do something like that, oh, you know, are you talking about grandma? I have to check. <laughs> I check with grandma. I have to check. Yeah. Well, even my family, you know, do you know? Do you really want to undertake that? <laughs> you know, mm, sure. You know, um, uh, I even uh, when she wanted to get rid of my our deck, um, I wanted to uh, take it apart to save money. So that somebody okay. can just come in and pick up the wood and haul it away. Right. But man, when I saw those boats and things, I said, "Nope, not me." <laughs> I'll, I'll be on. I'll be on. These are boats. Yeah, they're boats that hold a deck, a wood deck together. Oh, okay. Oh, the bolts. The boats. Yeah. I thought you said boat. No. Like B O A. You're saying bolt. Okay. My, that's my Tennessee accent. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just a southern accent. I heard bolt. <laughs> <laughs> the boats. That's all. I, that's what I heard. Boat. What is <laughs> I was like, "What is a boat doing in the backyard?" <laughs> water. <laughs> like, what? Are we underwater? <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So the bolts are too like they're too yeah, intense. I, I don't think because of the, the task would be too 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 demanding. Okay. And I don't want to get get started on anything that I can't finish. Sure. You know. So that makes sense. I mean, it's not, and it's also kind of one of those things of like yeah. um, being able to. It's a big task, so kind of wanting to be able right. to like see the task and like. Actually, tackling yeah. it is another thing, too. Yeah, that's right. Because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's word up time. Word up. Okay. What's the word today? Do you have an inspirational scripture, quote, a fun fact? Well, what what you got for us? First uh, Corinthians 13, chapter 8, verse, which states that love never fails. Hmm. Um, Lionel Richie and Dion, uh, Diana Ross uh, sang um, what uh, every young couple uh, uh, uniting, uh, I guess, in marriage they hope for uh, is endless love. You ever remember that song? Yes, one of those popular wedding songs ever. <laughs> but the, God, the Apostle Paul made it clear that uh, a lot of things are temporary, and love is one of those that is not. 
because love started with God. Without God, there would never have been love because God is love. Therefore, love is infinite. There's no beginning and there's no ending in love. And that puts us in a, especially human beings, in a difficult position (laughs) because if we get angry to the point of not loving, or then we can get overzealous in love. Sure. That it can it can be destructive. Mm-hmm. We have to love the way God created us because again, love was here before all of us were here, before anything was here, because God, uh, love was with God. And so, in order to survive, we need to have the author of love, and that's God. And we have God, we have the strength and the grace of God to survive and to for our love to survive. Mm, that's nice. We all get into situations or love or uh, relationships. And a lot of times the first thing that comes to my, our minds is that I'm in love. And we really have to reevaluate that and it's not to say you're not in love but okay if you but if you're going to use that word love you got to understand that love is infinite so if you're going to love somebody you're going to have to always love somebody yeah it's unconditional it's unconditional so Mm -hmm. and and of course our thinking is not unconditional (laughs) right no that's true i was just about to ask about that as soon as the condition changes, love mm-hmm. is gone. <laughs> so do you think it, so it is conditional though? Is it, is it unconditional to a certain extent and then becomes conditional? It should be unconditional. Mm-hmm. It is not in the human term, in the human form. Got it. But in the godly form, it's unconditional. We should uh, have things that are are, are based on his standards mm-hmm. and and based on what he uh, created love for or the reason he is love. He is love mm-hmm. because love is unconditional. Okay, that makes sense. I love love. So if our love refers to the love of Christ, uh, that just like Christ was willing to die for for us, how many people are we willing to die for? Question, mm. see. But if you say you love somebody, and and it comes down to a point of well, if you love her or you love him, are you willing to die for them right now? What would be the question or the answer? That's a tough one. Yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you are, that's that's the proof yeah. that love is really there, and not just infatuation and right. you know it's emotion, deeper, deeper emotional bond. Yep, right. So, hmm. just something that we should keep in mind. Uh, I think, like I say, one of those words that we should not misuse, like love, right. friend. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to tell, uh, especially young people, you be careful who you say is your friend. And who you love. <laughs> and you, you, who you love. Because if they are, mm-hmm. they are uh, abandoning you at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. you know, I went hot and heavy and troublesome, you know, yeah. I am, I'm back. Bye. I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave you where you are. There was no love there, and see, a lot of times when love is, is hurts, it's because one person loved and the other one never did. Unrequited <laughs> love. Yeah. <laughs> deep, Grandpa. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not cutting deep. <laughs> what she say? She said you cutting deep, Grandpa. You cutting. Oh, real she's deep. like, stop reading me. <laughs> <laughs> Major said, "Okay, I understand now. You can stop it." Um, Major, I just want you to know that you should know what my endless love is um, by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie, and so you, that's your homework. Um, you've heard it before. There's only you in my life. The only thing that's right. You know what I'm talking about, Major? Your song. It's a song she's talking about. Yeah. And I, I want to share all my love. That's what she sounds like. Uh-uh. Is that loud, Richie? No, that was, that was my dad in a rough depression. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's the song that goes. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. No, that's not even the same person. Oh, my goodness. And your eyes, your eyes, your eyes. They tell me how. What? No. No. It's like, say you, say you. Mm-hmm. No, Mesha. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've lost her. I failed. I failed her. That's what <laughs> Maybe we'll find her by next week. <laughs> yeah. My God. Well, she's got homework. Well, Grandpa, I don't. I'm not going to see you next week because you're going on vacation. Where are you going? You're going on vacation. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, but um, I'll catch you. I don't think I'm going to catch you before you guys leave. I might though, but you know, we'll get together. You know. Okay. Right. And of course, you know, please send your questions to ask I got gas at gmail.com. I think maybe next week we'll do an email episode. How do you think about that? We can you know answer a whole bunch of people's questions. Okay. Have we got started with that? Yeah, we got some in, we got some emails in the inbox. Yeah. So we can go through them and answer some questions. Yeah. Well enjoy your week. Everyone else enjoy their weeks. Um have fun on vacation. I'm in the snow right now. Wow. Go make a couple of snowballs. Oh yeah, I probably should. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna eat the yellow snow. Oh my gosh, really? Okay. Oh, all right. Well, have a good week. You too. <laughs> Bye. I love y'all. Love you guys. I got gas is recorded in front of a live audience, aka our producer and my little sister, Maisha Parrish. Special thanks to our creative directors, Letitia and Shanita Parrish. Shout out to our sound engineer and editor, Stephen Kinzorski. If you liked today's episode, please rate us on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast.